It is the Papa Gift Show, and we are sponsored by the Jewel Junkie, where they add style to your smile, $5 at a time, and Jericho the Brand, where past, present, and future, everything that happened made you who you are and who you will be. Chase your dreams and do great things. Check out the show, man. Hope you guys enjoy it, and uh, we'll see you at the end. Peace. session that we have try to bring out some people some leaders to get y'all's uh y'all can get y'all's uh questions in and out if y'all want to ask some um you know this is not we are not your leadership we are not your chain of command and we are not your uh support channel however we have been doing this for a while and we're going to give you some some tips um that have helped us along the way get our viewpoint on some things, okay? So, don't go back to your first sergeant or your sergeant major or whoever and be like, sorry, these two retired, about to be retired dudes said X, Y, Z. At the end, we're going to tell you to make sure you research your uh, your references and all that good stuff and you get the information, but leadership is leadership, and that's what we do, all right? So, without further ado, oh, before I do, let me give a shout out, man. Let me give a shout out to my sponsor, the Jewel Junkie. <laughs> and seriously, uh, give a shout out to my wife, uh, Angelica, and my kids, Marquise, DeAsia, Naja, my mama, and uh, Linda Gifford, my brothers and sisters, man. So, shout out to you guys. Appreciate y'all's support as well. And uh, now, Give a shout out to my man, my brother, one of my longtime soldiers, Damian Butler, man. How you doing, brother? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How you doing, brother? How you doing tonight? I'm doing great, man. You got some, you got some uh, you got some people in here. They wanna they wanna hear what you gotta say, Mr. Butler. Uh -oh. <laughs> <laughs> you got some people in yes, here tonight, sir. brother. Yeah. They want to hear what you got to say. All right. I'll, I'll see if I can keep them interested or whatnot. Uh, 
first off, man, I want to tell you thank you very much for inviting me. It, it was definitely meant a lot uh, when you reached out and touched me to bring me on your show this evening. Um, it's an honor and privilege to be here. Got audio up and running. 
Um, I will try to buff my kinks out. I did sign in on the Great Dane 357. Okay. All right. So first, so, first question. Yeah. We're going to open up. Who are you and what do you do? What do I do? Ooh, that changes day to day. First off, <laughs> my name is Damien Gerard Butler. Um, I am an American soldier. I've been active duty for 22 years. Coming this February, cool. I will be hiring. Um, I'm a six-day Romeo. I'm a medical food and special specialist with a main focus on training, leading, and mentoring soldiers. Okay. All right. So, uh, what are your ties to the military? How, how are you tied to? It's a long bloodline, a long bloodline uh, through heritage. Uh, both of my grandfathers were in World War II. Uh, my father, my father's father was a uh, was a cook in, uh, during the Korean War, and my mother's father was in the Navy and was actually at Pearl Harbor when it was attacked. Oh wow! Um, I don't have too many stories from them from that. Um, my mother's told me a couple a long time ago. I don't really re remember a lot about him. Um, my father was also in the military. He did his 30 years as a combat medic uh, right there at Fort Sam Houston, going in and out every three, four years. Okay. And I always knew I'd follow suit. Yeah, I always knew I'd follow suit and um, came in just before 9-11 and uh, wanted to be a medic, but they told me it wasn't open at that time. So they said, well, what we got for you is we got this other thing where you can wear this white jacket and uh, be a food inspector. And it's still in the 91, at this time it was 91 theory. Yeah. And said, this, anytime you want to, you can change over to be a medic. Yeah, okay. Um, but yeah, so long line of family members and I just had to follow suit and, and, and strut my own path. And that's what's up, man. I'm going to drop a pin right here. And you gotta tell us, so that long line, man. What, what, what was your first language, man, growing up? My, oh, wow. My first language was actually German. My first language was German. Uh, so Explain in, that to us. I was, I was born in Fort Lewis, Washington, back in seventy. So I'm telling my age now. See, mm -hmm. back in '77. Mm -hmm. Uh huh. And uh, his, his intention was to do four years in the army. And. Uh, Just before going to Germany, he found, she found he found but they found out she was pregnant with me, so he ended up re-enlisting, going to Germany. And uh, I was just at that age when my babysitters, all they spoke was German. So I would be with them eight, ten hours a day at that, that age when you start learning how to speak, and I'd be sitting there screaming in German, and my parents didn't know what in the world I was hollering for. So all throughout the night, we have to go downstairs to the landlord and translate <laughs> what it was I wanted. And uh, all I remember now is Duncan and Bittison. Uh, <laughs> thank you and you're welcome. But apparently, at four years old, I was pretty fluent in German. Hey, bro, that's uh, awesome, man. Yeah. I, I remember when you told me that. Uh, I think we might have been deployed, and I was like, what? That is crazy, man. So, yeah. not to yeah, say you know a little bit more about Yes, sir. I wish I stuck with that. I didn't know that until later on. You know, we left Germany, came back to Fort Ord, California when it existed. Yeah. And uh, went through kindergarten, first grade. And never thought about it, but I started hearing stories later on. And I was like, well, what happened? You know, 
and by then it was all gone. Yeah, man, that showed you the the the, uh, the complexities of like the brain, man. A, a baby can learn, or oh, you can give them like three languages, probably even more. So, yes, yes. Yeah, man, you, you gotta just do it early, right? All right, that's move, it. Moving forward, pros and cons of being tied to the military. What, what are some pros and cons that you have seen, whether growing up or hmm. serving? First. There's good and bad in both, right? Um, definitely on both ends, though. Just the diversity. Just the diversity. You know, having those opportunities of seeing different lands, speaking different languages, tasting different food, hearing different music, um, seeing how different people act. Right. I think one of the cons as a dependent was constantly having to move. Right, so it, it was a pro because you get to move around, but at the same time, when you're in third or fourth grade in San Antonio, Texas, and your dad tells you, hey, we got to move to whatever place, it kind of breaks your heart a little bit. You're not understanding those things, right. you know? And so him being a medic, we always ended up back to Fort San Diego. Oh, yeah. So I, you know, I go to elementary school, first to fourth grade, we leave somewhere. I'd come back, we'd still be on that same strip right along SM78, you know, in a different neighborhood. And, yeah. And go to, you know, now I'm in middle school and I bump into the same guys um, at my middle school orientation that I went to fourth and fifth grade with, right. you know. Then we leave again and I come back for high school and same thing over and over. So it was still some bond, but it was always, where did you leave? How come you disappeared for two years? Right. You know, so always having to get up and unroot and leave. That's definitely one of the cons. I agree. I I, I, um, I share in that same you know sentiment. Uh, growing up the same way, man. It was good mm-hmm. because you had friends. You have friends all over the world, but you know when you get there and then you gotta you gotta make friends again. You gotta you know in the new exactly. Place, you gotta be you're the new guy. Everybody's watching you, and it's like. You gotta go reestablish yourself. This, exactly. Sometimes that wasn't so good, right? So. <laughs> yeah. Or, or you know, if, you know, you get a star on the team, and you leave school, you gotta go retry out. You know, <laughs> try to earn a slot on on the squad again. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I felt so bad for my kids because you know, when we moved the last uh, last time we moved when they were still, uh, I would say, dependents, uh, we got to a place where it was like a small town area, and them jokers they got in there and because they had already had their teams tight i mean they made the team but they didn't get no playing time i felt bad i was like and then they had to change up you know the way they played and that was stupid i hated it anyways um let's say i feel like that con can be turned into a yeah. pro though it can be you're right it can be turned into one absolutely mad alice and the big thing is the big thing, I think it, it, it comes down to that thing we do, right? Resiliency. Yes. If you can, and I don't have any children, right? Let me throw that out there. But I don't have any children. We don't have any birth children. We got a whole that. bunch of, we got a whole bunch of military it, kids. You're right about that. Uh, fortunately, I was able to, you know, be resilient and I'm able to bounce around, and and it, it helped, it helped pay off in the military, you know, in my military career. Yeah. You know, I was able to. Stand and, hey, three years, it's time to start getting those orders, time to start pulling out those boxes, <laughs> you know, time to get ready to go with that. Hey, look, I, um, 
I, I, I feel bad because now I feel like I have to be moving every three or four mm-hmm. years. It's like we've been here too long. It's time to go somewhere else. Yes. Yeah. All right, man. All right. What would you like to be when you grow up? Oh, man. Oh, at peace. <laughs> Um, at peace. <laughs> yes. If I had the little sound effects, man, the, the the jackpot alarm would go off. That yes, absolutely, absolutely. At peace is yeah. mandatory. We we've lived an entire life of the unknown, you know, and that's we 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 know that's what life is, and that's the life of a soldier. Yep. You know, but I think I'm ready to kind of plant some roots understand you know get into a routine without having to adapt to those automatic changes or schedule shifts or you know just the anxiety caused starting factors of life of a soldier or you know i think when it's time to retire i'm gonna pick up a couple of hobbies thought about maybe doing something in the restaurant type thing or yeah you know, prostitution or, or personal trainer. Yeah, man. Uh, just a couple of entrepreneur, entrepreneur opportunities and, and not really tie myself down to a nine to five. If I, I'll tell you what though, brother, if I do decide to do that, my first number one target is going to be go to work for the VA. Yeah. First thing I'm going to try to do is go work for the VA. Okay. That's good stuff, man. So you want to give me? us a, a, you want to give us a hint on the uh, on the uh, restaurant food service? Oh, see that? Yeah. So there's still a couple of things we buffing out with that. You know, I gotta get some LCs in place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, don't put it out there. there. Don't put it out there. But when you do, let me know, man. Oh, I, okay. oh, it's gonna be some shots out and coupons given out. That's definitely. All right, now. That's yeah. what I'm talking about, bro. I'm going to hold it down. Hey, we've already talked about collaborating on some things. Oh, you know what absolutely. I mean? We've got to find the right location. Absolutely. So we, we definitely got to want the irons on the skill. Yes, sir. Look, we get old Gunzo to build up some stuff for us because you know he got the skills for it. Shout out. Yes, sir. To the woodworking maestro, Gunzo. All right, bro. Good. If you could change three things in the world, what would they be? Wow. Any order, no particular one higher than the other. So that's 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 an awesome question. That's a beautiful question, but it's also kind of a loaded question, right? Um and of course I think everybody kinda of wants to say the same thing. World peace, you know, pure poverty and stop racism and inequality. You know, that all men are truly created equal. That would be one of the things I would want to say. Mm-hmm. However, as I try to analyze that question and think about it, I've got to only imagine that all of those things are designed by man and are in place to allow the separation for the elite and the common everyday man. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So if there were three things that I could actually try to change that I think could really be effective um, I would think it would probably 
We have to understand the importance of mental health and alleviate the stigma and negative connotations that go along with getting help. You know, we got to recognize and face the side crisis for all veterans and even those military personnel. Um, it's just overall in general. You know, um, the second thing I guess I would change would probably be the education system. You know, there's actual books out there called Lies My Teacher Told Me. You know, some of the things that our education system is being forcing down the kids' throats aren't really true history. Um, and I think the third thing that I would like to change would be if it was possible that everybody that could hear this channel, <laughs> that can hear what you're trying to do, if each one of these people could spend some time every day to do something nice for another person and do that every day yes. and try to make each person go out there and do it for another person every day and if you can do one today and that person can do one the next day and so on and so forth then eventually we can spread to the masses and overwhelm paying it forward and outbalance the thrill of the hill man that's that's awesome bro <laughs> that's awesome i think that was a I, I, challenge i think that was a challenge yeah of course you know i, I challenge everybody here. everybody that's hearing this go out tomorrow do something great for somebody explain to them why you're doing it without taking pictures and recording it do it out of your heart and challenge them to go do something good for somebody else and everybody do that every day hey look at what i'm doing hey check me out i'm doing something great for people <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly exactly i think if we could all if we could all do that then we could all slowly hopefully change the world in time we got to outbalance the will of the ill uh oh banda accepted the challenge that's what we're talking about banda nah. leave from the front that's man fine. That's what I'm talking about. Alright. I'm trying to read these notes too, yeah. That's that was awesome. Um yes, that was awesome. I like that. Alright, am, so, am I coming through clear man yeah, picking up? Absolutely. Hey, y'all hear him pretty good? Everybody right, y'all cool. y'all y'all let me know. Let me know if it's coming in choppy or not. I hear you good. Awesome. All right, so we're going to lighten it up. So tell us, cool. how do you know me? Uh, <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's a great one, man. It's always in, in, in my mind. And uh, it's, it's interesting now to be on this show and Gonzo's on here. <laughs> so when I first met you, man, I... Uh, Gonzo? We met in Talil, Iraq. Yeah, I mean, we met in Talil, Iraq between February and April of 2010. I distinctly remember this because I got to um, Talil and I fell into Gonzo in Talil. And it was about between February and April. Um, I was out somewhere. I don't know. I came in the office and I remember seeing the kit. We had the ROTV and the Kevlar sitting there. And I, and I saw the staff starting Gifford and I was like, okay. And the kit was sitting there dress right dress and I was like alright cool anyway me and Gonzo came in he introduced me to you and uh, you, know, you guys already have some history but we just clicked 
Uh, we just we just clicked. That went on for that little bit of time frame. And then about two months, or shortly after that, I ended up going to Taji to cover down for a couple of months. And then shortly after that, um, it was in July time frame uh, when I ended up falling in directly under you in Baghdad. And I believe it was Prosperity, I believe it was. Yep. In the green uh, zone. In the green zone. We did our thing there for the last couple of months um, from July through, you know, in July to September. And then we came back home in October. Um, you were running Delta Team. It was time for you to pop smoke, and you passed the baton on to me, and I took charge of Delta. That's right, man. That was that was a uh, that was a great time. And when I came, when you see me down there, I was on a mission. I was on a mission that uh, I can't talk about live. <laughs> uh-huh. I, <hear> you. <laughs> I was on a mission. Some of y'all know what that mission was, but yeah, I was. It was. It was not going to be good. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I had my soldiers there. They was gonna hold me down. <laughs> my boys, man. Yes, yes. The Gonzo, man. Anytime, anytime I call that dude. Gonzo. Man, he be like, "Come on through, come on through." I got Gonzo. You. I, I haven't talked to him in a while. Last time I talked to him. Yeah, shout out to Gonzo, man. I, I was I was brand new to two forty eight. Um, arrived at Bragg. I talked. Start rolling. He said, "Hey, you're slotted for A or C. Um, what do you want to do?" I said, "Well, if I'm going to go down range and have soldiers, I need to go down range." And he told me who I was going to, and I met with Gonzo, and he took me in with open arms. With me. Shout out to that dude. Showed me the ropes. Um, helped me get my get my left-handed sling situated on my weapon. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and took care of me, man. He really did. Really did. Always, man. Always, anytime, man. Every every time too. I'm talking like you ain't on yeah. live, Gonzo. Yeah. Anyways, you know. I know. I know. Right. <laughs> hey, let me yeah, tell you, man. Sure. Unfortunately, we had a situation that happened to a Dragon Vet, and um, you know, I hit, I hit Gonzo up, and I was like, "Yo, brother, are you gonna be going to this this deal?" And he was like, "Yeah." I said, "I think I want to go, pay my respects." This dude picked me up in mm-hmm. Maryland traffic at the airport and dropped me off. Gonzo. Wow. That's my one of my dudes. That's, that's family. That's that, yeah. That dude got a big heart, man. Do anything for anybody. Absolutely. All right, moving, yeah. moving, moving. I know, I know. Everybody's like, "Yo, what, what's going on, man? Y'all can't be having these. Y'all can't be reminiscing <laughs> and going down memory lane." But look, y'all on my show. You on that's my it. show. Look. Hey, by the way, I'm going to give a shout out to First Sergeant, man, another Dragon Vet. It's his birthday. It's his birthday. Oh. Man. When y'all get a chance to, man, give a shout out to First Sergeant Ricardo Villarreal. Yo, it's his birthday. It's not really a corporate mustache to order him a cake or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> he wow. sent it to him. So, yeah, I hope he got you, corporate mustache, but I think that was very, uh, very awesome. Anyway, good stuff. Good stuff. Moving forward, what? Tell me one of your most memorable experiences, man. Uh, so, I, with that question, man, it, are, you, are you talking military wise, deployment wise, our one. history, just personable? So, because so because I'm on your show, I'm gonna talk about one with you. 
right? No, 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 I distinctly remember when we, when we all, when you and I fell in um, in Baghdad in the green zone, Captain Ogden, Major Reckless, you and I, we all went to the embassy to go eat one time for chow. Oh, it was yeah. on a Sunday. And we had to go in and check our weapons. But we walked into this defect and we thought we was in a five-star restaurant. These jokers had like, the chef hats on, they had lobster yes. tails, ribs. Yes. Music playing, they they almost have waste waste that. You know what I mean? Pretty much. But we were sitting there eating like we were, like you know, and, and I, you know, of course, down range you got your seafood, steak nights, you know, certain places anyway. Yeah. Um, but we were at the embassy. So anyway, meal is over, time for us to get up, and we forgot we had to go get our weapons, you know. But we walked out the door, and that dog on siren went off. And next day we felt that impact and it was, that was the one of the ones that really stood out to me because it was we were coming out of the embassy and might have had that small sense of complacency. Oh, it was, um, it after, was definitely after a very filling meal. I think I think it was definitely a uh, we were complacent. It was time to go. It was past. <laughs> it was past. Yeah. Because we didn't even react. I, I, I remember that um it was a, it was a, I think it was a mortar. We saw it coming mm-hmm. and it hit. And then after it hit, we felt it. And then the alarm went off. Then we reacted. Yeah. It was yes, like, yes. <laughs> it was a good second, half a second delay. I yeah. It popped and then time we And I remember me and I was trying to get behind the, the T wall. It was crazy. Yeah, it was, uh, how about yours, man? What's one of yours from, from those times? I'm gonna tell you, I I I'm gonna piggyback off of yours. Do you remember when we were? Um, I, I don't know if you knew we got a call, and I think I had you come come with me, and uh, mm-hmm. we had to go pick somebody up from the embassy. It was a, it was a full burn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she's she standing out. <laughs> and she was standing outside the wire, man. She, she was standing there like she was. <laughs> I'm like, what are you what doing? With a bus or something. She got in like she was like it was a taxi, like we were Uber or something. I'm like, man, yeah. what are you doing out here? You know who you are? <laughs> you what is you yeah. what are you doing? And she is standing out there yes, like sir. So, I figured I would just wait for you guys out here. Like, who let you out here? This is a, this is a question. Mm-hmm. The real question is, how did you get out and you didn't you didn't have a ride? Oh man, that yeah. was that was memorable <laughs> for me because I'm like, here no. the detail, I'm nothing, nobody. Yeah. Yeah, I, don't even, I don't even No, so look, I still got, look, bro, straight up, I still got the, the picture of that. Yeah? I still, and I, I wanted to dig it out for tonight. We just been going through packing our stuff. Yeah. I'm going to send you that. I'm telling you, what had me sweating was I had a camera on this dude. 
And when I knew we saw that camera and that turret started coming our way, uh-huh. I just knew we was about to get lit up. Man, that big old thing I've got the picture of that. I was trying, I was trying to MRT both of us because you were showing it. I was like, you know, everything's okay. It's good. We are good. No. <laughs> <laughs> he turned that thing right at us and we stuck in traffic. And for those stuck of you that don't traffic. know, there could be three lanes drawn on the road, but it'll be like eight rows of cars. And yeah. we missed our turn somehow. We had to get all the way to the far left to try to loop back around. But we were stuck in the traffic that was going outside of our area. You can't go outside of that area unless you were with a convoy. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it was, it was a stressful, stressful time. And uh, that's, that's a very memorable time for me, man. <laughs> it's funny looking back oh. on it. But back then, man, I was, I was nervous. I'm like, we in an F-150, yeah. not up armored nothing mm-hmm. yeah, and this joker in the middle of yeah anyways Woo. yes sir moving forward <laughs> one life <laughs> lesson one life lesson that you can leave us with uh, that's a good one um, enjoy life every day uh, even if you had a bad day right find a positive in the fact that you're still here in some of um, one, one, one misconception that we hear it all the time is, hey, do what you got to do. You only live once. Yeah. You only live once. <laughs> now, at, at the end of the day, I've realized you actually live life every day. You only die once. That's good. You only die. Right? So, the clock is always ticking, and you never know how much sand you have left in your hourglass. Uh-huh. Enjoy life. What did you say, man? You said you was gonna be a counselor when you got out. Oh man, hey, look, I, I, I got a couple of skills, <laughs> particular set of skills. You showing, you showing, <laughs> you showing what you do for a living, man. I, I try, brother. It's a, uh, hey, a lot of a lot of the trial and error, some of this experience, some of this, this something I heard on TV, I guess. I don't, I don't know. No, man, you sound like you a leader or something. I don't know. <laughs> you sound like you, you sound like somebody I should be listening to. I need to get out my notepad. Let me get it out my pocket now. Right. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, so you hit yeah, me with that one. Now. You hit me with that one. Now tell me one leadership lesson you can leave us with. Oh. So... A leadership lesson I would have to say is, is train every day as if you're going to do this for 20 plus years, right? Train every day as if you're going to do this for 20 plus years, but be sure to prepare yourself as if you're going to get out tomorrow, right? Hold yourself accountable. What I mean by that is we are so quick to purchase an item or go to the restaurant or hold on to that receipt. Right. Write a receipt for yourself. Write a receipt for your own actions, and hold yourself accountable for those things. You know, if you say I'm going to go out here and do this, if you don't get it done, take that receipt back, go look in the mirror, cut yourself out, get your refund, and go repurchase and do it better. Train every day as if you're going to do it for 20 years, but prepare yourself as if you're going to get out tomorrow. Always hold yourself accountable. That's good, bro. Like that. I'm, I'm, gonna have to, I'm gonna have to start writing myself some receipts because uh, <laughs> I 
I'm not gonna be doing this for twenty some years. I'm already past that, but you know, whatever it is, I'm doing that. next. Maybe, maybe I'll be doing the podcast. I, I mean, it's just yeah. There you go. It's working out for you. you know? it's working out for you, and, and you gotta get your toes wet, you know. Hey, man, you know, even if it don't work out, hey, look, I appreciate every last one of y'all that's in here checking us out, listening to us, old folk talk. And I want to give a shout out to my sponsor, the Jewel Junkie. say Georgia boy, right? But he's actually born in Troy, Alabama. Um, and I'll start off with uh, good trouble, necessary trouble. Um, may you rest in peace, Honorable John Lewis. Um, he was he was a trailblazer. Stood along the best and, and continued to push forward to try to be, you know, try to run over the Jim Crow laws and strip the civil rights and try to help folks get what they're supposed to have. Um, it's crazy when I sit back and I speak some of these terms like, like human rights or women rights or civil rights and stuff like animal rights. It's crazy how those terms have to exist. You know, it is. They're, right. they're relevant, we need them, but why does it have to be something rights? It should just be the rights of people. That's just us, you know? Yeah. Uh-oh. So John Lewis is definitely one of them. Uh, so I had to pick one outside of my, you know, a bigger spectrum than me, right? Uh, my second one, of course, was my father. 
my father, um, retired command sergeant major Jeff Cornell Butler. Um, he was definitely in my book. He was he was a family um, family historian. He was able to actually backdate um, and find the original plantation in which our ancestors were held on. Um, he was he was uh, my Masonic brother. He was a coach. He was a author who wrote a two volumes of Blood Splatter um, for the Butler family and the Butler lineage. Um, and just a great mentor, soldier, um, was everything. He's also my best friend. Um, and, and my third one, I, I try to look more internally, right? So I try to look a little closer to me. Um, and that was actually a, a really close tie. Um, so I, I try to look outside on the big picture, try to bring something closer to home. And then try to bring something more in the military, and it's a it's a it's a, a close tie, and you're not gonna guess who it was. <laughs> it's actually uh, you, young brother, and uh, Mr. Mr. Don Smith, uh, <laughs> retired Donald Smith. Chief Smith. Uh, yep, Chief Smith. I'm yep. gonna call up Chief man. I can't have no ties. Right. I can't be tied with Chief Smith. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> but again, like I said in the beginning, it goes towards your character. Right, it goes towards your character, what you stand for. You're always, there's been a couple of times back in the days I come and knock on, your, on his office door. Hey, Chief, I need to talk to you. No matter what it was he was doing, he pushed it to the side and around and face, face whatever it was. Absolutely. So, the way that you guys stand up to what, and I'm kind of saying, well, I don't give a dog on what it is. If it's wrong, it's wrong. I'm going to tell you it's wrong. I'm not going to tell you the baby's outfit is cute. You know, it's you gotta, jacked up. You got to call the ugly baby an ugly baby, man. And that's what it is, and and that's one thing that you you and Mr. Smith um, definitely remind me of, and uh, that's why I, you guys know in my book as well. And like I said, I tried to level that out, you know, something way outside that we can't touch, something close family related, and it's something that's direct leadership to us. Look, man, I appreciate uh, being in the same conversation with uh, Chief Smith. Uh, I was just joking for those who don't know, Chief Smith is one of my mentors. Yeah. definitely is a great leader but I know how much um, I know how much your pops meant to you and mean to you and to be, mm-hmm. be in the same conversation where you know saying you know a good leader a great leader man I, I really appreciate that um, I, I don't know that these guys you should when, as you get up and it's not about what Chief Smith said this to us and he said, he told me, Sergeant Gifford, I know you're gonna do great things. I know you're gonna do. You're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna go out and you're gonna be, you're gonna be awesome. However, what I need you to do is I need you to make sure that your soldiers are going out and being awesome. And I exactly. said, I said, that's too easy, Chief. But it's not <laughs> as easy as just saying it. You do have to put forth some effort because not everybody some soldiers come in some people on your team will come in and tell you that they want to be great but then when you actually hold them to being great or you push them into that that door you know they actually mm-hmm. don't want it they don't want success they like the idea of success but they exactly. don't want to be successful they they look at what we do and what we have done and they say oh oh it's too easy it wasn't easy Especially when we came up doing it, it wasn't easy. I mean, then we didn't have leaders that all, not all of our leaders wanted us to be successful. So, you know, 
I, I appreciate uh I really do appreciate being in that conversation, man. I, I thank you. Thank oh you. definitely, definitely. Absolutely. And and for any haters out there, it ain't that I'm kissing butt or nothing like that. We just go back like that and I know that you hold the same standards that I hold here. Um and, and what we do with soldiers what we do. And uh big love and big shout out to you guys. That's right, man. I even stole your quote that you gave me from your dad, man. A t-shirt and uh, boots. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've been using that since 09. <laughs> yeah, you gotta you give him t-shirt. a t-shirt off your back or a boot for butt. I'm gonna give you a boot. You decide which one you gonna get. Yes, sir. Alright, yes, ready? You ready for this last one? Send it. Quote that you live by. I think we might have already hit one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us a uh, which you one is your part of it? I got a couple of them, man. I got a couple of them. Uh, so, in, in God I trust, all others must show proof. <laughs> mm. uh, no, no, I'm, I'm, no that, that's my couple joke. Oh, okay, I'm all right, say so, yes. I, <laughs> yeah, I like that one too. <laughs> What's the um, So, in, in this one, I'm going to tell you, I, I took from my father a long time. This is that. This is one of his um, Butlerisms 101, and this one's military related. We cannot continue to send soldiers to a place that we have not yet prepared their minds to follow. We cannot continue to send soldiers to a place in which their minds are not yet prepared to follow. I think you got to break that one down for us. So what is so this goes back to the mental health, the state of mind, the resiliency, the things that we go through as soldiers, right? We sit back and every day we want to check a block, train, proficient, whatever. If we're not really talking to them and getting and dissecting those soldiers' lives and their minds and what's going on and how they can recover when they come back from seeing some of the catastrophic things that we see or doing some of the things that we must do, then we end up we, we got to be able to do what we can do to reel in those 22 a day. All right. We've got to be able to do what we can do to reel in those 22 a day. So sending them down range just because they're a body, we got to be able to help them mentally as well. Absolutely. And, and, and actually, does that kind of make sense? Yes, that's the big thing. You got to care. That's good. Got to care. You know, a lot of times I've experienced it here where they basically are, you're just a number, man. You go in there and, I, and I've and i had to walk out of, <laughs> the soldiers here know the, the doctor telling me to swing my hips and that the pain is only in my head and the only thing I can see is me. Um, I, I, I don't want to have these people on here <laughs> cutting us short. Let's just say that it was graphic, it was detailed, and I, I had to walk out of his office because I was that close to feeding him his teeth. So yeah, yeah. And, so what, uh, and it's like they don't understand how hard it is for us to actually go into the hospital. One, like my wife is always fussing at me about go in, you're hurting, you're back, you're this, you're that. She hear me in here grunting, and I think about like all the old heads that I used to pick at when I was the young, the young scrappy mm-hmm. but. And I'm like, man, it can't be that bad, man. This dude, every time they move, they, uh, uh, yeah, ah. And they doing all this yeah. stuff. And then now I'm, I'm the one that's making all those noises when I'm moving. And it's like, wow, you know. 
I feel like the uh, the ten man, you know, you got to get that little inside all the joints, lube up the joints so that you can move around. Yeah, man, that's yes, good. That's yes, good. Sir. I like that. So good stuff. You have made it through the process. Oh, hey, this this is awesome, man. This, that, big shout out to you for doing what you're doing. Like I said, reaching beyond, you know, those immediate around, maybe around you, and, and, and going live. I, I, pat on the back to the soldiers that got you to do it. I know, right? Because I was not trying to do it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they tried to get me, man. I had, had to stand firm. I, <laughs> I don't even have a laptop. They said, uh, look, I know if I can get you, you could probably drag Sean Butler in, so. <laughs> we'll see, man. We'll see. We'll see. Look, we might have to do a, a, a tag team and just set up, set up a real live uh, a show, get a backdrop and everything. Man, that'll be awesome. <laughs> that'll be awesome. Okay, so we awesome. got, uh, Gonzo says, hey, Jewel. Uh, Medina said, I only became successful after leaving the military. Man, you you were successful in the military. We just had to had to get you a boot a couple times. Medina, one of my old soldiers, he's out now. Shout out to Medina, Michael Medina, for coming out, supporting your boy. I appreciate you, Medina. Uh, a lot of people want to eat success, but not many want to prepare the meal. Marquise, I hear that. That's what I'm talking about. That's, that's uh, I, I that's almost what you were saying, right, Butler? That's it. A lot of people want to eat success, but not want to prepare the meal. I know you out there preparing the meal right now, right? And, uh, Jill <laughs> Junkie, what you got? What is that, some noodles or something? That's oh, that's the wrong. meal they preparing? And, uh, love you, Dad, proud of you, and continue circulating the knowledge. I'll catch up with you later. All right, Keith. Sonny. That's Thank awesome. you for coming out, man. I appreciate it. All right, man. Any last words? No. Um, hey, look. Simple and safe, right? Everybody knows. Do what you want to do. You know what's right. You know what's wrong. Whatever you decide to do, deal with the consequences. Um, be safe. Lift each other up. Sandbox rule, right? The others like you want to be treated. Other than that, to you, brother, I'm going to tell you once again, thank you so much for having me on. It's been an honor and a privilege. And uh, thank you for everything. Hey, man, thank you. I appreciate you. Aziatiaka Ho, thank you for entertaining us. That's uh, Cindy Ho. <laughs> so I made you give me if I just said okay. She's like, don't call her that. I'm like, that's her name. Like, Corporal Ho, that's her name. He's like, don't call her that. <laughs> so I have to say Cindy Ho okay uh-huh. Mike take care B don't be a stranger Warpath very informative yeah that's what I'm talking about man hey look man if y'all if y'all shoot us the AAR comments for those that don't know what AAR comments are if you Michael Medina and you've been out a little bit too long send us your, your, your constructive criticism because we just want to get yeah. better and uh like I said, man, I'm not gonna get on here and tap dance. I ain't gonna get on here and do a whole bunch of crazy stuff. I'm not gonna be like them and doing whatever that is that they were trying to teach me at the FTX or whoa, whatever. I'm not about to get on here and do that stuff. But what I will do is I will come on. I will bring leaders on that I know is uh 
got something to say that's done it you know you want you want to look at people who have been where you want to go and or they are where you want to go right i'm not going to go to some bum and ask them how to be successful right i'm gonna go right. to somebody that's successful and find out how they did it and get some mentorship mm. so that's why mm. all these leaders that i'm bringing on i know that they've done it they put their hands to the plow already so that's why we have sergeant butler in the in the gunzos in the i'm not gonna tell y'all who else but we got some we got a we got a lineup for y'all man he's some good leaders that's gonna be out here chief a has been calling me oh all day <laughs> what is she calling you for oh 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 she's been calling her oh not ho <laughs> she said i'm not gonna say it it's a name anyways again brother thank you so much thank all of you for coming out Thank you for your support. Yeah. Keep coming out. You know, on Wednesdays at seven, we'll have somebody, and sometimes on Fridays, we'll have somebody. Sometimes we'll be talking about military. Sometimes we'll talk about business. Sometimes we just be talking about a movie or something that y'all saw or I saw. Um, you know, whatever it is, you know, just come out and chat with Papa Gift. On that note, Papa Gift, we are signing out. One love, brother. <laughs> Thanks again, brother. I'll talk to you later. All right. In a minute. You too. Out here.